Today on Locked on Rockies, big time division road trip. You are Locked on Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock On Rockies fans, welcome to the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the 14th day of June, a Tuesday, as we're back in action after the off day yesterday. Rockies just wrapping up a big time road trip here. We're going to talk all about the things to like about that today. But before we do that, got to tell you that today's episode of Locked On Rockies is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Rockies listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. So use code Locked On at checkout. Remember, you can find all your favorite podcasts on the Locked On Podcast. Podcast Network, proud to be your first listen of the day. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast, where we talk about the Colorado Rockies each and every single day here on there, except when we have off days like yesterday, because sometimes they happen. Uh, but folks, today on Locked On Rockies, there are three areas that we need to talk about in terms of success for the Rockies in this road trip. I think a lot of fans, and myself included, saw this uh, Rockies road trip as uh, what could be a pretty big danger moment for the Rockies, uh, especially after coming off of a tough homestand where they really didn't do much uh, against the Marlins and Braves. Uh, the Rockies won the series against the Marlins. I shouldn't say that they didn't do much against the Marlins. They did win that series. They did uh, score a decent amount of runs, but uh, the Rockies bounce back after the Braves come into Coors Field and sweep them, go into San Francisco and do something they haven't done since 2019. And, uh, you know, been absolutely massive. And that's the type of ball that we need to see the Rockies play. We finally saw the Rockies get back into uh, early season form. We saw the Rockies go out there and contribute. We saw the Rockies play team ball. We saw the Rockies stay in game. And yes, a little side note here. Let's dive in the live chat. Brandon Kramer says, go Rocks. But first, let's go Avs. Of course, go Avs, go. All about the Avs big week. Lightning, get out of here. Bunch of chumps. Anyway, but let's, you know, we're taking the spirit of the avalanche back to the Rockies. The Rockies went in and they took on competition. They, the competition they needed to play. These are the teams the Rockies need to play well. The Rockies, if you want to be successful in the big long run, yes, you need to beat the bad teams. And we've talked about that a lot. However, when you get division opportunities and you go out and you're successful in them, that is going that helps pave the way and that helps lead to the success that you need. Going four and three over seven division road games is a pretty darn good stretch for the Rockies. And when you look at it, the Rockies were just a couple of breaks, a couple of bad fielding mistakes, a couple of this, a couple of that away from finishing that trip six and six and one. A Charlie Blackman miss ball, uh, a little bit more offense there, uh, you know, and and a, and a not a miss throw, and. Uh, from Elias Diaz and, and Ryan McMahon unable to 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 block the ball to prevent the run, this team could be looking at a six and one road trip. They're not. That's not the realities of the situation. But that factor was there. The Rockies were in every single one of these games. The Rockies didn't feel like they were blown out in any one of these games, especially except I will say 
the Friday game. They did get dominated in the Friday uh, game against the Padres. Joe Musgrove well, is elite. Joe Musgrove is really, really good. Uh, we were hopefully on. We were talking on the preview that hopefully Joe Musgrove was going to get a, uh, a return to mean, a uh, a regression against the Rockies because maybe he was due. But uh, no, he was he was not due. Far from it. And Joe Musgrove continues to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. So yeah. You know, uh, you know, it's 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 not something where you're like, uh, they they that's the one game where the Rockies could have played better. But you also, on the other side, <laughs> have to realize that Chad, that uh, Joe Musgrove is someone uh, that is dominant, that is uh, really really good. And unfortunately, uh, Chad Cool didn't didn't have his stuff. Ooh. Uh and uh, unfortunately, kind of got that shelled. But the big thing from Cool start. The walks, it, uh, it, 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 the walks from all of the pitchers that some free bases, not going to happen, but we talked, we've talked over and over and over again. You can't give free bases to good teams in the division. And what do the Padres do, especially when they're anchored by, uh, one of the best in the business in Joe Musgrove, uh, then you go and, uh, you, you go out and you win two games. You you go out and you split this series. You go out and you get after the uh, the other team. And unfortunately, yeah, the 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 errors were tough. I mean, those were really really bad, but I don't know why you don't eat the ball there. I don't know why uh, for Elias Diaz to throw into Rymac. I don't know what happened with Chuck on those. But those are the things that you're that you're you get frustrated by. But then you look at this stretch and you go and let's let my big thing here Let's take a look at the starting pitching. Let's take a look at the starting pitching here and why it was a, a benefit. Herman Marquez in the 5-3 win against the Giants. Six innings pitch, four hits, three earns, four walks, seven strikeouts. Not great, but you're starting to see Herman get the strikeouts out. You're starting to see Herman go into six innings. You're starting to see Herman not getting knocked out early in the game. The momentum is starting to slowly build for Herman Marquez, especially when he comes out again uh, in the finale of the game and, and or of the series against the Padres and throws a gem, an absolute gem. I mean, you know, two earned runs, sure, but seven, seven innings, six hits, two earned runs, six strikeouts, no walks, cutting down those walks tremendously. Herman Marquez... Two starts in a row, steps in the right direction. Herman can be better, but I'm happy with Herman in a seven-inning, no-walk, two-earned run performance. That's a good starting line against teams that can score and teams that have good offense. The Giants and the Padres both have the abilities to score, and they can hit, and they can do it well. Those are, we're starting to... This is just one piece, and uh, you know, let's let's go on. Let's go in and 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 follow up. Senzatella, the other co- uh, a pitcher that needed to be better uh, so far in this uh, this season. Senzatella in the one-two loss against the Giants on on Wednesday. Again, not really his fault on that one. Six innings, six hits, one earned run, one walk, and a major step up for Senza. Six strikeouts. Another line that you're seeing there from starting pitchers that have needed to step it up, that have gotten the ability to step it up, and uh, and have gone out there and pitched well. Senza's second start in this. Uh, did he? I don't. Did he pitch against the Padres? Let me go through here. I'm making sure. I'm pretty sure. Feltner, because that was what Freeland, Feltner, and I believe this is cool. Kyle Freeland, and this is Ramon. I believe Senza's on the bump tonight. 
against uh, the Guardians. Let me double check it. Yeah, Senza's on the bump tonight, so we haven't seen his second, uh, another start after that. But you're starting to see in those starts, and if, and if Senza does it again, the starters that need to step it up. The, the starters that need to improve, and that starts with Senza, Free, uh, not Freeland, Senza, Marquez, and Gomber. Austin Gomber here uh, for the Rockies on this road trip. Let's find uh, his last line. Six innings pitched, five hits, two earned runs, one walk in uh, five strikeouts in the 4-2 win against the Giants on Thursday. So obviously he hasn't pitched again since there, but... That's why the Rockies were successful on this road trip, why they finished above 500, why they were in most of these games is because the Rockies starting pitching stepped up. It's because the Rockies starting pitching got them into positions to win ball games, and that's what they need to do, especially when the offense is kind of lacking a little bit uh, in terms of backing them up in those games. But the Rockies only shut out once, and again, as you don't want to make excuses for it, especially because that 9-0 uh, score looks rough. Looks really tough. But you do take the grain of salt that Joe Musgrove is really, really good. Joe Musgrove has been elite, if not the one of the best, if not the best pitcher in baseball, when he goes six innings, four hits, two walks, and eight strikeouts. Now, the thing, too, with the with the Rockies had a lot of more opportunities to score on offense. So let's talk, we'll dive into the offense piece here. Let's keep talking about the good stuff. This is a this is a this is a podcast where they got a home strand coming up. It's a good road trip that just happened. This is the where the bubbles start to form of of success to come again. This is this is the way to get yourself back on the path. However, it's still really long. It's still really far. But another thing that we like to see was consistent offense and players contributing and not needing to use the long ball to score runs, using generating runs, putting the ball in play. And, uh, and, and things of that nature. But let's talk offense. Let's talk more about some Rockies that have been improving and uh, a great impact for the club. But first, got to tell you about our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the computer orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry, you have an access. You have access to a computer, don't you? With uh, Rock Auto, you can access it at home and in your pocket. And when you do, you're going to be saving time and money. Don't spend thirty percent, fifty percent, even a hundred percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts. Yes, folks. That's all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Rockies offense as well has a uh, pretty good week as they go into San Francisco and San Diego. And again, not really scoring a ton of runs, but pretty good approaches, taking on some good pitchers. And uh, the last two days, the Rockies have really strung together some great approaches on offense leading into the first back-to-back -back wins for the Colorado Rockies since May. The Rockies go into San Francisco. They don't score a ton of runs. 
but they score timely runs there. They they clearly the offense wasn't clicking on all cylinders in in San Francisco, only scoring ten runs over three games. But this is again an example of the Rockies getting the right production from the right players, top to bottom. Connor Joe continues to get on base. Jonathan Daza picks up a couple of hits. C.J. Crone still contributes there, at least in in the in the Tuesday game. Charlie Blackman's big big week. We talked a lot about Charlie Blackman's big offensive week as well, and it. Uh, um, He's been a great threat of late for the Rockies. I mean, I'm an absolute, uh, uh, he's really come alive of late, really finding his swing and uh, finding a ways to uh, contribute to the uh, Rockies here. But let's see, the Rockies, nine home runs, 31 RBI, 741 OPS this season for Charlie Blackman. Uh, so far has that great, he does throw, uh, Luis Gonzalez out at the plate there against there. He's seventh all time in Rockies, uh, RBI leaders now. And, he, uh, man, it has just been uh, a, a nice stretch for Chuck nasty. And, and that's going to be someone who's really going to need to, uh, to, uh, to continue to step it up, continue to, crib, uh, to contribute to this team again, uh, the Rockies then go into San Diego, and uh, really, I really, really liked the the offensive approach from the two wins. They obviously dropped the first two games. The offense non-existent in the first uh, the first two games, uh, even though they had multiple opportunities. The Rockies' offense was incredibly frustrating in the fact that they kept getting leadoff runners on. They kept having I don't know if it was the I think it was the uh, in game two, it was the. Two to one loss for the Rockies. Let me double check because I think that was someone. Yeah, uh, the Rockies had I think five, six innings straight of leadoff runners on, and they're not bringing them in. You got to avoid that. You can't do that. Taking opportunities, taking opportunities, taking opportunities. You got to got to do that. You got to take advantage of that. However, they come back. And then in the Saturday game, the Rockies are really able to to just they stuck with they they stayed in games they stayed in all of these games and and unfortunately they weren't they, the the big hits continued to avoid them until uh the the this third game of the series where the Rockies got the finally got the timely hitting finally get the momentum swinging their way and uh, they're they're able to do something. That it leads to uh, it leads to back-to-back wins for the first time since May, and and that game especially game three against the Padres in which they win, that was when the Rockies finally played a complete game of baseball. Good defense, timely hitting, appropriate taking advantage of mistakes by the Padres, putting yourself in multiple positions for success and scoring. And that's what they do. The Rockies took great. They went after Gore. They made him work. They took pitches. They got the traffic on. And then the players that need, especially when you're watching Elias Diaz, Garrett Hampson, take pitches and get on base, especially when they're struggling. And man, to just sit there and watch the Rockies take back to back to back to back walks here against Gore to get the run in to score. The plate discipline was great there, leading into you know you you got the bases loaded off of the walks. You can only get the one run, but that's where it starts. You're at least seeing the pitches. You're, you extend that count, and then Kyle Freeland comes in a nice quick sharp inning there, leading to the top of the third where the Rockies are able to start getting things moving. 
building there. Nice little uh, base hits from, oh my goodness, how good has Brendan Rodgers been, folks? I mean, the, the, the turnaround of Brendan Rodgers continues to be massive, especially when he contrib continues to contribute for this club. The Crone Rodgers one-two punch only could be better if you had Chris Bryant backing it up. Those three clicking on all the right cylinders is huge for the Colorado Rockies when they can get that. But this is starting to see. You're starting to see what the Rockies... That's, that's what you need to do. These are the type of games you need to play against the uh, now the, the first-place Padres. I mean, going out and now the, the Padres tied for first place with the Dodgers in the NL West now, and their last two games are two losses to the Rockies. The third inning was exactly what Rockies baseball needs to be uh, in, in that game against San Diego there uh, in game three. Good time. It's not the long ball. It's singles. It's singles. It's singles. It's good approaches at the plate. It's finding your pitch. It's driving it. It's not trying to do too much with the ball. And the big thing that happened this weekend, too, in terms of offense, I was looking for more from Ryan McMahon to step up, and I still want more from Ryan McMahon in terms of stepping up on offense. But, man, that uh, the, 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 the signs are there. This is the, the, the signs of life and the signs of energy, the signs of competitiveness, the signs of... I mean, this is... This, this winning stretch was literally the, one of the toughest things for the Rockies to do as they go out and play two division rivals. And they were successful. And Adrian's right in the live chat. You arguably could have won three of four. There, there is very much an argument to be made that the Rockies could have finished this road trip uh, with, with at six and one. Just a couple of... Uh, just a couple of tough issues. Just a couple of... Uh, uh, a, a bad bounce is just a couple of uh, I don't know, it was just a couple of things here and there. However, uh, you know, you'll take you'll take four you'll take four of, th of seven, especially with the stretch the Rockies have been going through. Now, when you look at it, if you look at the big picture, if you're gonna zoom out, especially with how tough the second se se uh, se month of the season was for the Rockies, you have a series win against the Marlins. Tough series loss against the the, uh, the Braves. Then you come back, you beat the Giants, you split the Padres. It's better than lost the series, lost the series, lost the series, lost the series. It's better than split, loss, loss, split. Two series wins, a series, a four game series split, and if you can wipe and you and you take a little bit of the of the pill that the Rockies just caught the Braves right when they started catching fire. You feel a little bit better, but you, at the end of the day, you feel better about the Rockies right now. You feel more confident in the Rockies right now. Now, is everything fixed? Are all the problems we've talked about gone? No. Are all the issues and concerns there still? Absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But after that stretch, after the bad second month of the season, you, you take stretches like this. The Rockies in the last seven days are four and three. It could have been better. Hopefully, it, it, when you play, if you're playing other teams, it should be better. You'll take four and three on the division and get back on track. Those are the type of road trips you need to have to stay relevant. But diving back into the live chat here, it's so frustrating because every player on this team has had moments where they've been good. No player has been bad all season. We just need to be on the same page. Consistency has been the issue for the Colorado Rockies. And that is uh, something that we, we can definitely, definitely, 
definitely talk about. The the, the Rockies are uh, woefully inconsistent, but we're starting to see, and if this is how things start coming together, this is how the pieces start forming. I don't know what, I, at this point in the season, it's going to take a lot for the Rockies to get back into things, but let's just take a quick look here uh, at the NL wildcard standings right now in baseball. Let's see. So the wildcard... National League uh, to currently holding the two wild card spots. Why is there only two? Isn't there supposed to be three? CBS. Um, but anyway, the Rockies uh, are are eleven games out, or of the Padres for the second game wild card spot. They are seven games out from the wild card spot against San Francisco, and. Um, one, two, three, three teams ahead of them with 30 plus wins, and Arizona still there as well. So we have a whole lot more work to do uh, in terms of the Rockies, but this is the stretch. This is this is the type of baseball you gotta play winning baseball from here on out if you want to get into that wild card situation. Let's talk about the third thing that was impressive over the stretch here, or at least especially of late. But before we do that, hey. The Ultimate NBA Mock Draft starts June 16th. That's this week with over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft, the Locked On NBA Big Board Draft Experts, plus the Odyssey Insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you don't miss a pick. We're also brought to you today by BlueNile.com, and they want to help you celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of your dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at bluenile.com blue nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape size and clarity as well as setting style Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her the perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. On plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to bluenile.com today. One big thing that we have not talked about as well for the Rockies the bullpen stepped up here as uh, the bullpen really kept the Rockies in, in some games, it got out of hand there, uh, with the the Second game against the Padres, as Ty Block gets shelled for five hits, four earned, uh, a walk and a strikeout in two and two-thirds. Uh, Lucas Gilbreth comes in, gets the strikeout and a hit as well. Uh, other than that, this was a pretty this was a successful stretch for the pen for the Rockies, especially Daniel Bard, who has been good, and Carlos Estevez, who struck out the side yes uh, uh, on Saturday. Really dominant performance from him. There, something you know, I've been, I've, I'm self-admittedly been way down on on Estevez, uh, on a this year, but his two starts in the San Diego series are not starts, his two appearances, uh, strikeouts, two thirds of an inning there. Carlos Estevez doing his job, 
uh, kind of, you know, it didn't really, wasn't his fault that uh, uh, his defense betrayed him there <laughs> while he was pitching pretty well, leading to that, uh, the ghost runner advancing off of the missed throw. But again, this is, these are all good signs. Lucas Gilbreth comes in, limits the walk. Daniel Bard strikes out the side in the close on Sunday. Man, those are huge. Good impro improvement, uh, good improvement from the bullpen there. What the bullpen needs to do, especially Carlos Estevez. He's my my big surprise of the of the week as well when he comes in there and 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 throws uh, some pretty solid relief innings. A couple of questions here on the live chat. What do we think about Joe? Not sure he's doing. And Hart says not. What do we think about Joe? Not sure he's doing enough. Joe greater than Tapia? Oh yes. Oh please. I love Rymel Tapia. I think Rymel Tapia is is a good baseball player. I think he's a unique baseball player, and I think he's got great talents. But if you wanted me to pick between Connor Joe and Tapia, I'm taking Connor Joe every time. I think Connor Joe is a good defender. I think Connor Joe is great at the dish. I think Connor Joe's uh, ability to see the ball, to build out counts, to um, extend pitch counts is tremendous. I, I think I think Connor Joe has the potential to be uh, the Rockies all-star this year. Uh, and yes, he can do more, but what you're asking Connor Joe to do at the beginning of the lineup is get on base. And what does Connor Joe do? He gets on base. That's what he does. I mean, he's so effective, so good at that. I don't necessarily know if you're looking for him to do. An, I don't know what's enough in your in, in your eyes there, Hart. But he gets on base. It's really been more so the people behind him not hitting him and taking advantage of the fact that he just got on base 35 straight games. You you, you can't uh, you can't deny the fact that Connor. It's not a hit streak, but it's an on base streak. And and in ways. I, this is gonna sound I, this is gonna sound bad, but I don't know. In ways, it's more valuable than a hit streak. Not as cool, not as flashy, not as engaging, not as exciting. Sure, but if you know, if you can count on the fact that your leadoff man is gonna get on base every game for 35 games, that's gonna put you in a good spot. At least for that player, that's gonna put you in a in a, in a good mentality for that player. That's gonna put you in a, in, a, in a spot to succeed. Connor Joe has been, uh, I, I really do think, should at this point be the Rockies' representative in the All-Star game. Could have been an entire Kinley. We didn't even talk about that, the Tyler Kinley injury. We'll talk about more of that this week. Hopefully, it's sounding like it might not be the huge, huge deal. It's something he might have dealt with in the past. Just needs a little more time to recover because the Rockies cannot lose Tyler Kinley. Cannot, 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 cannot lose Tyler Kinley for a long time. But again... Lots to like. So the three main takeaways from this road series, uh, this winning road series for the Rockies. The starting pitching, the starting pitchers that needed to step up did. We are seeing a resurgence from some pieces of the of the offense, especially Charlie Blackman. Brendan Rodgers continues to swing the bat well. We're seeing complete, full approaches from the Rockies offense. And the bullpen stepped up. And the bullpen kept them in games. And the bullpen was really successful, especially when it comes to striking people out. Love to see high strikeout numbers from our bullpen. Of course, there's exceptions to the rule. We saw a couple of nasty games in there. That shutout game against the Padres especially. And the chips didn't always fall the Rockies' way, but they were definitely in a position to win six of those ball, ball games. And that's definitely not what you thought going into this road series. But, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Rockies today. That is going to do it for us we appreciate you tuning in. A couple of new faces in the live chat here. Thank you to Hart th uh, for joining us. We got Brandon Kramer. I've seen Brandon before. 
joining us. And, of course, Adrian Ortega is here. Glad you could catch the morning show here. The schedule is a little weird with the show right now as my life is kind of in transition. So I apologize for being off yesterday, earlier today, all that good stuff. But we'll be keep talking Rockies all the time. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now that you made Locked on Rockies your first listen of the of the day, go check out the Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Sully, with all you need to know about the world of professional baseball. But, hey, the Avs are in the Stanley Cup, and there is no better place, folks, no better place to go for your Colorado Avalanche coverage than the Locked on Avalanche podcast. They'll be taking you all through the Stanley Cup finals, breaking down every single thing there is to break down about this series. And, of course, Nuggets making moves. The draft is this week. The, the Broncos just finished up uh, uh, minicamp. Crazy, crazy time for Colorado sports. And the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with the Locked On Avalanche, Locked On Broncos, Locked On Nuggets, and Locked On Rockies podcast. I'm Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies podcast.